Hello there, my name is Jeff and welcome to episode 25 of the Game Sharks podcast where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, staying home from work to play video games. (laughs) Which I'm not doing. I am. I took tomorrow off to play The Last of Us all day. (laughs) It's going to be nice out. Maybe I'll go outside, but no, probably not. Play The Last of Us. (laughs) Go outside and play The Last of Us. I'll just look through the window. Get a projector. It'll be day out. Yeah. And? Do you know anything about how projectors work? I'll leave that up to you. (laughs) You're the one with the projector. You could what? project <laughs> yourself with coronavirus and play real life The Last of Us. But I think that's a little too real. <laughs> yeah. But then there won't be any mushrooms growing out of my head still. That's true. That's true. Oh, well. It won't be the same. But yeah. you can click. And video games. That was clicker for and video games. Uh, <laughs> joining me today is Derek. Hello. Adam. Hey, what's up? And Andrew. <laughs> Gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today. Our big topic of the day is going to be Adam's top five video games of all time. We're going to wrap this up. And uh, yeah, we've gone through the other three of us. And it's time for Adam to kind of go through what his favorite games are. And I'm very excited to learn about those because I think, like everyone else, they're going to be different compared to the rest of us. But we're going to... Uh, but the Wind Waker might make it in there. <laughs> I have a good You're feeling. You're going to have to wait and see. Well, the Wind Waker will be there, quite possibly number one. Um, we got... It's a good chunk of new stuff. A lot of new games. This is around when E3 would have been. So there's a lot of companies announcing new stuff, giving updates on existing stuff, kind of stuff like that. But we're going to start with emails. And we're going to start with an email from Steve. Steve says, hello, everyone. Again, Dan came in strong with another two email week. (laughs) God damn it. I really oh, need to step up my, my game. My God, we are in a Dan no. Steve name pun war now. No. Yeah. Oh God. Oh boy. Okay. Actually, before you continue with this email, I'd like to I'd like to clarify our confusion from last week Ooh, because yes. of a Twitter interaction I had with the very uh, very own Dan Santos. So I responded to one of my friend's tweets saying I was seething with anger, and Dan Santos responded with one word: Steve thing. He was trying to say seething the whole time. Dan and Santos has shown me the way. Now, now that uh, that w- <laughs> the fact that he tweeted just that one word and it explained entirely our confusion is just comedic gold. Well done. Dan. <laughs> but back to Steve's email. He says the slow fuck is a great Pokemon idea. <laughs> <laughs> what about if Shelter bit a slow poke on his face like the face hugger from Alien? Uh, TFT update is crazy. Oh, the update for TFT is crazy. I am awaiting nerfs. To come to uh, to level it out again, Urgot, Janet, and Bard are too busted. It is nice that snipers were severely nerfed. Best, Steve. I didn't know Steve played TFT. Yeah, he's really into it. He plays several games a day, I'm pretty sure. He'll play huh. in the morning before he gets out of bed, and then I think uh, in the afternoon. Yeah, something. I'll agree with him on some of the nerfs that need to happen. Yeah, are the new people busted like everything ever in League of Legends? <laughs> the new thing's too strong? Yeah, because <laughs> if you build Urgot right, the problem is he has that execute ultimate like he does. Yeah. And it, like, it, it doesn't have like a threshold like it does in the main game. Mm-hmm. So like it just latches onto you and will do true damage until you are dead. And then every time it goes off, it costs 10 less. Huh. So if you build the right stuff on him, i.e. make him a star guardian, it's just perpetually murdering everything. <laughs> Sounds busted. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you for that quick, short email, Steve. We appreciate it. Uh, the next email is from the one, the only Dan, Santos 
The the subject line for this email is big email alert, and he's not kidding. So scrap yourselves <laughs> in, boys. We got oh boy, a long here one. we go. It's a big one. He says, "Hola, oh, I don't know Spanish, so we're gonna try. Hola, Tubron de Juegos." I think that I'm assuming that's Spanish. Jeff or, can barely read in English. Hello, <laughs> hello, sharks of games. <laughs> um, he said, "There's so much to talk about, but first, whoever said Banjo Kazooie owes me fresh underwear because." That scared the crap out of me. I literally jumped out of my seat. Had me on a goddamn... Wait. What? <laughs> Told you. Who, can barely read in English. Whoever said Banjo-Kazooie owes me fresh underwear because that scared the crap out of me. I literally jumped out of my seat. He made... Had me a good laugh, though. Oh, that was me. Well, in regards to what? Last episode. About what? Uh, when we were talking about how developers... Uh, when really, franchises yeah. go to different developers, and I said Banjo Kazooie. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I remember now. Well, I'm sorry, Dan Santos. I don't know why that made him crap his pants. But. Would you like Haynes <laughs> or Gildan? He said, also, I like Caro Caro Bonito. It's like uh, chip tune for normal people. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. That's a good you explanation. And, you and Dan would be great friends. Well, if he didn't live in fucking Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm glad you mentioned the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. I had actually gotten it myself, and it looks more like more develops were, con- were continuously adding games. A few of my favorites are, of course, Celeste and Night in the Woods, but also A Short Hike, Py- Ooh, Pyre, and Octodad. I'm still combing through Ooh, the bundle yeah. because there's just so much content. Pyre is another one of those games that are by the same people who did like Bastion and Transistor. Oh. Yeah. What's the name of that developer? I can't Super remember. Giant? Super Giant. Yes. Yeah. I played it. It's pretty good. He said, I know last week I didn't mention my thoughts of any of the games, just the still ugly console design. <laughs> <laughs> Project Athia looks a lot like the other tech demos for Square Enix. A few years ago, they had Agni's Philosophy for from the 2012-13 E3 and Witch Chapter Zero, cry, from 2015, which featured a female magic using fighting, user fighting mutant animal demons. <laughs> Seeing as the, they never produced a game, I have to agree with that Athia will probably never be anything more than a cool video. Yes, I know this is wasn't a tech demo per se, but it seems on par for the course with Square Enix. Side note, Volcano High is definitely dinosaurs. <laughs> Damn it. So, uh, was, that, was, was I the one that said dinosaurs? Yes. Yes. Or did I say demons? Uh... I have no idea. I forgot that game existed until Roll I the just tape. brought it up. <laughs> I am excited for Kenna, which is the one that I, the magic one. Yes, lady, yeah. that one looks so cool. I had the same thoughts as you guys. Lots of Pikmin, Avatar, and even some Jack and Dexter vibes. A couple weeks ago, you guys mentioned that Kurt Schilling game made company 38 Studios. A co-worker originally from Kansas remembered that company, but didn't realize how much it impacted our little state. I remember it was all over the radio and newspapers, and people were heated. <laughs> that made me wonder... Is there any games that use Rhode Island as a setting? I looked it up, and Wikipedia says there are two. One is an MMO, and the other is a GameCube game. Maybe that can be a trivia question. I'm assuming he puts that somewhere. Or No, I think I have to look that up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I recently played The First Tree, not knowing anything about it. I was surprised to hear the narrator talking about the arch... Act... And... <laughs> fuck. And... Okay. Uh, Would you like me to look at the word? No, you're gonna call you're, you're gonna call me an idiot. 
I figured it out. I'm going to start over. I was surprised to hear the narrator talking about Anchorage and recently many Alaskan <laughs> things like old trucks, hiking, bear attacks, and different towns. No one ever accused me of being smart. That was me saying that. Uh, it adds a very deep level to the game when it connects to your real life home. Oh, um, yeah, I don't... Apparently, there are two games that take place in Rhode Island. I wasn't Ooh. sure. I know Fallout 4 is in Boston, and I wasn't sure if there's any. Yeah, I don't think. If there's any sort of extension. Providence. No. It goes north to Maine, I think. Doesn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that made me think. Because the, la- the, la- the beginning of The Last of Us is in Boston mm. and then, like, some other mass counties. And uh, I think you go to a place called Lincoln. And I was like, wait, are they in Lincoln, Rhode Island? That would have been so cool. And then I cool. looked it up and it's like, no, it's a fi- like a fictional version of an area of Massachusetts. I don't oh. think it's actually like okay. Lincoln. Trying to pretend like Rhode Island doesn't exist. <laughs> Much like the Midwest of the United States. He goes on to say, on a personal note, I moved from Seward to Fairbanks earlier this week. The East Coast equivalent would be Rhode Island to Montreal. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It was a long drive, and we did it in two days. I was alone in the U-Haul with no radio signal, so I downloaded my backup log of podcasts, which included some game sharks. (laughs) I had either not finished or missed the first time around. Thanks for the company. It's funny how much Pokemon and Tetris was talked about in the first few episodes. (laughs) So I want to comment on those games. Well, here we go. First, I didn't realize how big NES Tetris was. I somehow stumbled upon... A Game Scouts video about competitive Tetris and accidentally watched an hour-long documentary on the 2019 event in Portland. Accidentally. There was so much drama and brought contenders from all ages and all over the world. I'm waiting to see a movie about Joseph Saley coming out of nowhere and beating all of his personal heroes in a video game twice his age. you say Joseph Staley? Saley. S-A-E-L-L-E. I think he's that really young kid of indian descent who's insanely good at tetris really yeah he's i think like 18 or something and he just randomly got into nes tetris and is has slowly become the best in the world second since when did pokemon become a lifestyle brand pokemon smiles sleep and others to uh and to an outlet <sighs> I'm, I'm just saying you should have someone else read the emails pokemon smile sleep and to a lesser extent go apparently they care about your health I'm excited for the new Pokemon Snap, and as I never got to really play the original, oh, that's sad. Sorry for all the Steve-themed puns. I just wanted Senpai to notice me. (laughs) Steve me alone, Dan. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. I think the amount of stumbles per amount of uh, email was pretty on par for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Every I'm, every three hundred. And words. I'm saying <laughs> that it is consistently a problem. Yeah, it's fine. It's funny. It adds charm. I learned how the word Anchorage is spelled. So there's that. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Dan. We're gonna get into some of the Pokemon stuff later. We're gonna talk about some of those announcements. Um, thanks for the update. And yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing you. Continuing to hear from you from week to week. All right, boys. Let's do some new stuff. How does that sound? Sounds great. Oh, boy. Did you guys see the closer look at Paper Mario that they showed? Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't see this one. No? Okay. So there's a new trailer for Paper Mario that kind of goes in depth about how the game works, how the battle system works, and it looks... story. Yeah. It looks really cool. So the battle system seems similar to the first couple games, except for at the start of every single battle, all of your enemies are on this basically circle layered circle that you can i think it's you have like 
five or seven seconds to rearrange the enemies into the most into the position that allows you to do the most damage to them and then you start the battle so every battle starts with this quick little mini game to kind of optimize your damage which seems like it could be really fun and then mario has his attacks you seem to have um buddies that follow you around that can also kind of like the first two games they you can always have one with you at a time and they have their own tacks and usually abilities that help you in the overworld um looks gorgeous all of the folded origami Mm -hmm. 3d paper stuff that they're going for looks really really cool partners are back yeah and they're lame they're what what do you mean they're lame i think they're lame I think these are the most like sure that's a return to partners, but they're like the most bland characters that they could have gone with compared to the original two games. You know, mm-hmm. like one of them is just a Bob on. And his name's one Bobby. Of, yeah, one his of, name is Bobby. <laughs> all right, but they did Captain Bobbery, which is or Admiral Bobbery, which Admiral is Bobbery. infinitely better. Yeah. He has an eye patch and a freaking uh ship's wheel on his back. We'll see. You get Kamek as a buddy. Yeah, also lame. Dude, I think it's cool. Bowser think, folded I, up like, as a wallet. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited <laughs> to have partners back. And the Bowser wallet thing is awesome. <laughs> but uh, I think it could have been a little bit cooler. We see that the main enemies are photorealistic versions of colored pencils yeah. and <laughs> a stapler. Yeah. A, a uh, tape. Yeah. A, a tape dispenser. <laughs> tape. It looks pretty cool. I don't know. Bobby Bobby looks like a suave badass. He looks like a bob to me. He is a bob but like you're just a human. But I'm not in a video game. You could be. Anyways, yeah, this game looks really cool. I'm really excited for it. It looks like they're getting back to the the way it used to be, the way Paper Mario used to be, the ones that everyone were were crit- critically acclaimed. So I think this will be pretty good. Um, all right. We got some clarification about Spider-Man Miles Morales because it was a week of up and downs with that game. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Um, first, there was an update saying... Made it seeming like we were going to get um, a remastered version of, of yeah, the original yeah. game. Of the PS4 Spider-Man on PS5. And that this is going to be... said it was an expansion. Yeah. And then this was going to be an expansion of that. And then Insomniac had to come out and clarify, no, that's not what it is. It's a standalone game. So what it, it seems to be of a similar nature to Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yes. Where it's a yep. small 15-hour game. That's its own contained story. It doesn't have you don't have to have played the original game. You buy it separately. It's gonna be forty bucks instead of sixty. That kind of seems like what was landed on after all of the discussion. Yep. Um and in that in the latest update they gave, they kind of shadow dropped that Spider Man two is like confirmed. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's a totally separate thing. They are working on it. That one's gonna star Peter Parker again. Uh, and it is definitely happening for the PS5 and it will be coming at some point. But yeah, there's just a lot of confusion around this. Because when I first heard that it was when it, they made it seem like it was going to be an expansion of the original game. You know, I was going to have to buy the original game again. I had to like think to myself, am I going to buy this whole game again to play this small mm-hmm. chunk that might be five hours long? Is it worth it? Um, but knowing that it's its own standalone thing is nice, and I'm very excited about mm-hmm. it, and I'm going to play it for sure. That's basically what I did with Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, that's true. So they also clarified that it's a, it's PS5 only, right? Correct. You will not yeah. be able to get this on PS4, which is cool. It's uh, fine by me. Yeah. Uh, it makes, it, makes you think that they're absolutely designing this for PS5. Yeah, from the ground and up. And it's going to be optimized. Because, yeah, if they had also designed it for the PS4, you think they would have had to 
cut back on some things because it, the PS4 wouldn't have been able to handle it. Uh, yeah, so very, very excited for this. Supposed to be coming at the end of the year. We'll see. Holiday 2020. I don't see this game getting delayed. It seems like it's a small enough project and they've been working on it long yeah. enough where it should be good to go. Oh, but you know what did get delayed? My mom. Uh, sure. Uh, are you talking about um, Cyberpunk 77, 2077? You're damn yep. right I am. Yeah. I was going to save that story for last, but I we can go right that into it. That segue was now. too good, Jeff. Come on. Yeah. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. Good. It's going from September 7th of this year to November 19th. And I have the official statement for Cyberpunk here. Uh, those of you, you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Ready when it is done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know we'll have to take uh, take the heat for it. At the same time, we are fully aware that making such a decision costs us the trust and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. And despite we... And oh yeah, I read this earlier, and this isn't. It seems like a typo. It says, "And despite we think it's the right decision for the game, we'd still like to apologize for making you wait longer. Our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2070 something something that will stay with you for years to come. In the end, we hope you understand why we did what we did. At this time, we are writing these words. Cyberpunk 2077 is both content and gameplay-wise complete. Um." The quests and cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer is all there. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to iron out, and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. This week, journalists from all over the world are starting to independently play the game. We are eager, eager and quite stressed to hear their opinions as we uh, as well as see their your reactions to what they publish in their previews right after we air Night City Wire on the 25th of June. We hope this will satisfy some of your hunger for the game as we work to polish it for the November launch. Thank you. Two guys from CD Projekt Red. Um okay. First thing right off the bat do you, what do you think this means for which generation we're going to get this game on? Because if it's coming out November 19th, that is presumably and assumedly when the next generation of consoles is going to be come out, coming out. Yeah, I saw people throw out that a rumored release date for PS5 is the 20th of November, which mm-hmm. is literally a day later. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that does have some weird implications because when was this supposed to originally come out? Like uh, March, April. March, yeah, was it March? Uh, it might have been April. I think you're right so, about that. Yeah, basically, April. spring. Yes. So I think the problem there is, yeah, they're cutting it really close to. Oh, hey, here's this fancy new console, but you can't play this fancy new, highly anticipated game on it. Well, you can just not no, yeah, not developed for the specs. It's releasing for PS5. Is it and Xbox One, Xbox is, Series? X. Is that confirmed? Well, so well, they've confirmed that the game will be Xbox Direct Ready or whatever they call it. Oh, yeah. Smart Play. Smart Delivery. <laughs> Smart Delivery. So that I would say that confirms the game is coming out, and I'm wondering if November 19th or around that time was the Xbox and PS5 release date. So they just said, oh, we'll bump all release dates to that date. 
Hmm. I mean, even if it wasn't releasing for PS5, it's backwards compatible. So. Yes. Oh, is it, did they say that? I thought I'm, I think I missed that. Yeah. Yes. Um, the game's developer CD Projekt Red confirmed the next generation consoles will get Cyberpunk 2077, but it won't come with extra graphics and performance improvements at first. So you'll be able uh, okay. to you'll be so, able to get the PS5 at launch, even if this comes out around launch. You'll be able to buy the PS4 version, stick it in, and it will ju- yeah, it'll just play. Work, You're playing right. a PS4 this game is on your PS5. A launch title for the PS5 that's huge, but it's not a launch title for the PS5 because it's a PS4 game. So there won't be a PS4 All right, but PS5 same, version right away. That we could get that next spring. Well, maybe. there will be maybe. a PS5 version, but it won't be fully updated until a later time. Oh, I guess what I'm saying is the disc, when you buy it, will uh-huh. say PS4. Yeah, it'll be a PS4 disc. Oh, all right. Yeah. And they might do graphical updates later so that basically, similar to uh, PS4 to PS4 Pro, some games got yeah, yeah like an update, got enhancements from it. It might be similar to that, but it wouldn't be for a little while. Well, uh, it's not like playing it on PS4 is such a massive inconvenience, you know, compared yeah. to the next gen. It'll still be fine, but yeah. it, it's just interesting that it got pushed... And now, I mean, if I'm going to buy a PS5 and this game is going to be out around it, I'll probably buy it on a PS4 and play it on my PS5, which will be cool. But it's going to also feel weird because I'm not going to be playing a PS5 game on my PS5. You know? I think it'll be They also made Xbox Series X version, or not, Xbox One X of 2070, like 2077 versions. Which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. And now it's like... It got barely, delayed so long. Yeah, like they could have just made Series, series X, X version of the Their names box. are so bad. Uh, and then they also made 2077 versions of the uh, NVIDIA GTX, or RTX 2080s. And by that time, the 3000 series could be coming out <laughs> by that November time. God, so, so they'll be completely... There's a lot of... yeah. But again, like how big of a difference does that really make in the, in the grand scheme of things? I mean, I guess... So if you aren't going to buy the 3000 model graphics card and you want to buy the one below to save money, why on earth would you buy the special branded Cyberpunk one? Because like the whole point, if you're going to buy the top end and you're a big fan, you can spend the extra to get the cool version of the top end. But why would you spend money to get the cool version of, of, lesser, of the lesser end of something. It seems like counterintuitive. It is the T I think it's the TI version though, which is like the TI version of their graphics cards usually transcend like their generational releases. Okay. Like usually if you if you have a TI, your card is good for like the next ten years. Gotcha. Like I think people still are using nine eighty TIs oh, and wow. like running most games now at ten eighty P sixty frames per second. Okay. So I guess that's a good point. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're, expen- I they're like $1,200 yeah. g- graphics cards. Very, very <laughs> they're very expensive. Yeah, weird stuff. Now, my next big question, will we get this game in November? Uh, I think so. You think so? I think if it's just bug fixes. Yeah. You, you should be able to iron that out in five months. If, 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 it's, ju- if it's not... I will be worried for this game's release. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> at that point, you're almost delayed at a year. Yeah. All I'm, right. But if I must, you know, bring up the quote again, a rushed game is forever bad while a delayed game is eventually good. Or it's still bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's to be determined, but I'm always more than willing to wait a little extra time to get a game if the developers 
know and feel that it's incomplete. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know how the game is right now. Uh, they do. So, like, it's not my call. I mean, the fact that they're delaying it now, three months from release, makes me think they're finding consistently, like, game-breaking bugs. Mm-hmm. And it's not stuff that they can just be like, yeah, we'll get that a couple weeks after launch. It's like, you know, we found something in the late game that breaks the entire game, and now he, we have to... Make sure it, that like this game is like they said this game is huge, and so I'm sure there's a lot of little things that like one thing goes wrong, and you have to retest the entire game. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like one, cause like from my very limited coding experience, I know all it takes is one small thing for it to snowball. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. We'll see if we actually get this new game in November. I'm looking forward to playing it when it inevitably does come out, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's talk about new Star Wars game announced. Star Wars Squadrons. Ooh. This is a dogfight Star Wars game. Uh, it looks like it's going to be focused a lot around its multiplayer. And it's going to be Empire versus Rebels. It takes place, I think, right after or during Return of the Jedi. And it's um, for, there also is going to be a single-player campaign. And, yeah, it's about the Rebels and the 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 empire fighting above and around the death star 2 um but yeah it looks like the multiplayer is going to be a big component of this game and you're going to go and it's going to be five versus five just dogfight multiplayer um what are your thoughts could be interesting yeah I haven't actually seen any footage of it, but I know. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Like aside from Fallen Order, you know, Star Wars games have had a bit of an iffy past lately. Mm. So but I think it's gonna be one of those things yeah. where like it might sound cool, but we're gonna have to wait until we actually see it to know for sure. Yeah, they're doing today. I think they're showing more. It, so it, yeah, it, it in, the more in the EA stream. Today. And Derek has that up, so he's gonna kind of in about get, a half an hour he's podcast gonna, time yeah he's gonna <laughs> 30 minutes podcast time he's gonna give us updates as uh if any very big breaking news comes up but basically yeah it's just a dog fighting game and i think it's only gonna be 40 bucks when it comes out yeah that's what had me a little concerned about the single player portion because um, if it's only a 40 dollars game that i bet that means they're like focusing on getting this like game is a certain you know like this yeah. is it, they're gonna support the multiplayer for a while i mean with star wars so you can do literally like so much with like ships and you know Pilots. scenarios and you know maps and shit like that but uh like a campaign in a 40 dollar game that makes me think it's just the multiplayer copy pasted to like be single player so it's like you're just playing the multiplayer with bots i hope it's not like that because if yeah. it's like that i'm not really not gonna get it but if it has like an actual little single player campaign with like actual story missions, I I would definitely be interested. But I don't know, you know, it's like in this day and age, it's like oh, another multiplayer game. Okay, <laughs> I don't have time for all these multiplayer yeah. games. Yeah, um, I know Tcom was very very interested in it, and I was probably gonna get it to play with him. He's a big fan of the Ace Combat games. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, I'll probably check it out and play with him. And we can have him on at some point to kind of talk about what he thinks about it when he inevitably plays it. Do we have a release date for this yet? I don't think they announced one. No? Okay, so they might announce one today. today. So, like I said, if any big news on that pops up, we can give uh, updates as we go. 
Speaking of updates on things, we got a little bit of information on what the fuck Bug Snacks is. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah, did uh, you yeah. guys see this? No. All right. I honestly forgot about um, Bug Snacks being a thing. Let me see if I can find How the did exact you quote. Bug Snacks. So, this was an interview with. Um, uh, it was done by US Gamer, the Young Horses, who I think is the developer of the game, mm. Philip Tibitoski. That's quite the name. Um, here's what he had to say about what the game actually is. He said, Bugsnax is a first-person adventure game where you play as a journalist who has sent a mysterious film from an adventurer named Elizabeth Megafig. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she says she found these things called bug snacks, these half-snacks, half-bug creatures, and she wants you to come and document her discovery with her group of misfit followers. You go to the island and you find that she is nowhere to be found, and instead you run into some of her followers... Players will be asked to figure out what makes these mysterious bug snacks tick by studying their behavior and seeing what happens when they're eaten. It looks like we're going to have to eat these adorable little friends. Um, with their... Let's see. The characters in the game will change as they eat bug snacks with their limbs and bodies turning into food like curly fries, strawberries, or weenies. Uh, he says it's inspired by Ape Escape. And you'll be able to oh. hear the cry of each particular bug snack through the DualSense controller. Uh, what is... <laughs> I think this is just part of IGN's article writing. What a sauce pot French fry crab sounds like is still anyone's guess, mind you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sauce I, pot French fry crab. Yes. Huh. <laughs> um, I never played... Um, what was it? Monk, uh, Ape Escape. Escape. So that is, as far as I know, it's level based and you have to go into a level and collect yeah. all the apes. I don't know anything about it, but it's one of Jordan's favorite games ever, yeah. I think. Maybe so. we can get Jordan to write us an email. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it sounds kind of kooky and silly and it's about going and cataloging and collecting these weird bug snacks. So it almost seems like it has a bit of a Pokemon vibe to it. Gotta snack them all. I still think it's a horror game. Yeah. I think it has a secret horror twist that they're like yeah. the trailer kind of it's going to get like progressively more sinister cuz honestly when I heard like followers I got like yeah, a, I got a cult, yeah, cult vibe. like a cult yeah. vibe like okay. And plus the fact that she's nowhere to be seen like something's up. I really hope that's what it ends up being. That'd um, be amazing. I think uh, they wouldn't spoil that. That sounds it's, like you got to play it and find yeah, out that it twist. It sounds very Lovecraftian too like but with bugs and snacks like, yeah like, yo, yeah bugs cool and snacks eat, eat this thing then one of your limbs turns into that thing yeah that's normal i hope we meet kachulu kachulu <laughs> um <laughs> good one thanks um okay let's talk about my last piece of news adam i feel like you're probably going to take the lead on this because you're the only one of us that watched it live yeah there was a pokemon presents yeah they call it, it pokemon presents it was like a mini little live stream event where they showed us a few things that they're working on mm-hmm. uh we got pokemon smile yeah so, so let's start with pokemon smile so yeah they're trying to market this to younger children to try to get them to brush their teeth <laughs> you know, like yeah you, you capture the pokemon by brushing your teeth so I, was, yeah. I know some adults that this could be catered to this I mean, it's a mobile app on your phone you prop your phone up and it uses the front facing camera to see your face it's meant for kids and yeah you brush your teeth and that allows you to discover and capture new pokemon i don't know is there a toothbrush pokemon yet and there's mm. gonna be now oh gosh there's gonna be now uh oh, yeah man. very odd i don't 
I don't know, man. man. I mean, it just kind of shows they're branching out a little bit more. They're using what they have in these newer ways, reaching out to more audiences. Bethesda, take notes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next thing on the list, I think it was like Pokemon Puzzle Cafe. Pokemon Cafe, Cafe Mix. Cafe Mix, yeah. Basically, it's like a, a match on puzzle game. Yeah, it's just another match three Pokemon. What if it's the next Pokemon Puzzle League, Jeff? It's not, but if it was, sploosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to skip over the one in the middle for now. There's a couple updates for Pokemon Go. You can get uh, Galarian Farfetch'd. Looks like Pokemon Go Fest with Victini. Something about Mega Evolutions coming. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to implement Mega Evolutions so far. And they did say that they're doing... Usually Go Fest comes to certain cities, but they're doing it all like remotely yeah. digitally this year mm. because of COVID. Yeah, right. So right. it's kind of fun. They're still letting that go on. Like People can still enjoy and the fun of it. But, you know, we don't have to put anyone at risk for it. Yeah. That's kind of cool that they're changing things up a little bit for that. Um, let's see. It seems like the first part of the DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield is available. The, uh, the yeah. Isle of Armor. It is. I got I, it. Yeah? Did you? I just started playing it this morning. I'll okay. go into that a little bit later. Sweet. Uh, and there are also going to be raids for one of my secret favorite Pokemon that I know nothing about, but he looks super cool. Zarazora. Zaraora. Zaraora. Z- no, Zeraora. Z e r a o r a. This is that electric Zeraora. Yeah, it's like Pikachu on roids. Yeah, he's the electric cat thing. Remember uh, this guy? Yeah. And I said he should be in Smash. Yeah, yeah. he would make a cool Smash character. He'd be so cool in Smash. Uh, anyways, they're doing big raids for him, and then if enough people in the world catch him by a certain amount of days, there's gonna be shiny versions of him. Oh. Yeah, they'll be free for everybody. Um, but I think like a million people need to beat the raid. Yeah. Hmm. But let's talk about the biggest thing. Oh my God. The most insane <laughs> thing no one thought would ever happen. Can I say it? Go ahead, Adam. New Pokemon Snap. That, <laughs> that's not a joke. That's the real title that's of the game. The name of the game, game is New Pokemon Snap, and it's a mother effing new Pokemon Snap. Holy cow. <laughs> they didn't lie. They did oh it. Oh my God. It's, it looks I'm, so good. It looks I very pretty. ecstatic for this game. It's going to be so simple and pleasant and fun and calming. There's a whale lord. <laughs> That's actual size. Huge. Uh, there's a Pidgeot eating a Magikarp. Dream yeah. come true for every Pokemon fan for the last 20 years. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be really cool. It's, it's looking like geez. it's going to have Pokemon from all generations yeah. sprinkled in. So I saw I'm, some Gen 8s in there. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be kind of a handful. Yeah, not because obviously even, you're not gonna get all 800. Even Pokemon, Pokemon Snap was only like 70 or 80. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, all we know right now is it's their words under construction. So cool. But yeah, this is gonna be really cool. Mm. It's gonna be for the Switch, obviously. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, nice. really pretty. Um, I think that's what they kind of need to do. Like I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, but they need to use what they have in different ways. And I think like reviving Pokemon Snap is a really good direction for them to be going in. Yeah, Pokemon Puzzle League next. Oh, please. Pokemon Stadium. I the it, new Puzzle League game. Yeah, any Puzzle League. Yeah. Pokemon Channel 2. Uh, <laughs> but it is also worth noting that they're doing, they said at the end of their, it was only 11 minutes long, which is why I just watched it quickly and then texted you guys. But they said they've got one other thing they're going to tell us about, but next week. Yeah, one big announcement uh, uh, next Wednesday. So it's got to be big enough to warrant its own little yes. Pokemon Presents. So. Pokemon Gun. Pokemon oh, 2. No. <laughs> the they're finally doing Pokemon 2. No, a lot of people are speculating it's going to be Let's Go Johto because in the oh, background, oh, there's boy. all sorts of, like, a it's large all majority of, it's all, Johto of all the decorations in the background are all Johto. Pokemon. Please. Yeah, Ho-Oh, Pichu. 
uh, the Johto starters. It's like the first thing I noticed. SBR, that'd, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, I would, so I would love that. That's a what a lot of people are saying. Like the two big ones out there are that it's either going to be like, Let's Go Johto or like another generational remake. Mm, that's Diamond. The, Diamond Pearl remakes. That'd, that'd be, also be, be awesome. Or, you know, it could be neither. It could be something completely different. But I think most likely it's going to be Let's Go. That would be really Generation cool. Nine. Generation Too soon. Nine. Oh, we haven't even got the second part of the DLC yet. It, yeah, it won't be. There's Gen no nine. way it's like another new Pokemon game. It's gonna be some sort of retreading for sure, or yeah, or an entirely different spinoff. Yeah, but or it, Pokemon Puzzle League Two. Yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> Supposedly, it's big enough where they didn't want to just put it in with all yeah, the other. Yeah, it seems like it's got to be a big announcement. Do another. Yeah. I think it's got to be a bigger game than these spinoffs. Coliseum type game. It mm-hmm. could be. For all we know. That would be. I'd be down for that. It's been a while since we've had one of those. It's probably going to be like Pokey Park Adventure or whatever. Um, Hey, you Pikachu too. Yes. (laughs) In the words of Professor Oak in regards to new Pokemon Snap, wonderful. (laughs) I'm very excited. Um, All right. That's all I got for news. Anyone have anything that they wanted to bring up? I don't think so. Not really. No, no, no. Derek, no. Pokemon Snap is a bad game. You (sighs) shut your mouth. When was the last time you played it? Whoa. Three years, four years ago. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Derek will have played Pokemon Snap. Listen, Derek. The first level of Derek, it. you just got to understand, they didn't have 4K in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was you mean fun the entire the game because it only takes five minutes to beat? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go gonna. load up a level of Pokemon Snap. We're going to let Derek play, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about what we've been playing, and then Adam's favorite games of all time. We'll woot. be back. Woot, woot. All right, let's fucking go. Yeah, let's do this. I'm going to show you why. Why Pokemon Snap? I beat it completely. I beat it 100%. Where did you go? I got all Pokemon. Pokemon Snap is a good video game, and Derek's an idiot. Big dumb dummy. We just played the first level. I got some good pictures. Apparently, none of them are as good as my old pictures. It's that technique, bro. But Professor Oak told me I was close. Actually, he said you were close. So, yeah. Uh, Derek, you're wrong. I hope this new game is really good. (laughs) <laughs> it looks really good and we're okay, gonna yeah, have yeah. to play it and talk about it uh i want to bring it up now before i forget but the episode of the what did we miss podcast that i guess on to talk about sam and max hit the road is now available on stitcher google play itunes spotify uh go check that out it was a really good conversation i had with matt and tony the hosts of those yeah. shows i listened to it this morning <laughs> what'd you think uh, it was good. <laughs> I it was really weird since you recorded it in March. Yeah, listening to you talk about our most recent episode, which was which, us playing Super Metroid. No, it was games from our childhood. Uh, oh, jeez, yeah, oh, that okay. one, long, long. That was the episode yeah. that inspired Tony to have me on because uh, Sam and Max was an episode or a game, game from, from, his from his childhood that was very important yeah. to him. So and Wait, I had maybe that it. wasn't the most recent episode. Either way. It was still a long time ago, and I it was very it was really weird. But it was also fun to listen to you talk about our podcast in a different setting. Yeah, it was cool. So everyone it should also, go check that out. Uh, made me realize that the game is titled Sam and Max, and not Sam and Max, like I thought it was. Yeah, a fish. <laughs> Sam and Max hits the road. Fish road. Um, I didn't. Oh I didn't question. God. <laughs> Sam and Max. Um, so yeah, go check that out. It is What Did We Miss? It's a podcast you can find on just about any podcast service out there. Go give it a listen. Uh, all right, boys. What have you been playing lately? Uh, Adam, you go first because you're going to do a little talk, a lot of talking later. So we'll get you out of the way. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, first. nothing too eventful for the past week. Still been playing the messenger, getting some good progress on that for when we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Won't go into details. Uh, played some League of Legends with you this past sure week. did. Uh, Senna is busted. She is, and this is actually my first time ever playing ranked. Oh, yeah. We played ranked flex, so it's pseudo ranked. So now I officially have a ranked. Yeah. Rank. I don't think you've been placed yet. No. You're in your like, preliminary still. Yeah, I need to play like seven more games. Yeah. But currently I'm floating around bronze, so. There you go. Okay. Not bad. So we, we won two out of three of those. We sure did. I've only, I lost, I think I played eight games or something like that all on Senna that day, and I lost one of them. Yeah, so the, the new build is kind of broken. So good. But yeah, it's really good. So yeah, nothing really new, but I did pick up the new Pokemon DLC this morning because I figured I was going to go get it at some mm. point anyway, so mm. why am I waiting? So did you play it at all? I did play it this morning, yeah. Wait. I haven't gotten too far into it, but what I can say so far is that it's actually pretty fun. Nice. Really? So the the biggest thing I like about it so far is that the entire new area, it's pretty much just a gigantic wild area-esque zone. So that's, that's kind of cool. So it's like what the wild area could have been, I think, if they had... Like really integrated it better into the region as a whole. Mm-hmm. It, does, it does add a bunch of new Pokemon. I already have a new Bulbasaur. A bunch of new old Pokemon. A new old <laughs> Pokemon. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Uh, it's pretty much story-driven. I just got my Cubfu when I last sort of stopped Cubfu. playing. So like it's mission-based. So like there's a bunch of stuff to do on it. Basically, you show up and you join this dojo. And like you have to go through these three trials first. And the first trial is, I got to send the video for you guys this later hunt down three Slowbro that the Dojo Master set across the island, but these Slowbro run at, like, Mach 2. <laughs> Not very slow, bro. Jeez. Like, they're kicking up dust storms fast. <laughs> hmm. So that's kind of fun. You know, you get to chase them around one of the open areas and get stuff back that they stole. So if you, ever seen a, if you want to see a Slowbro, uh, Slowpoke run really fast, you get just got to look it up. I, I do want to see that. I'll, I'll make sure we look it up later. Uh, but then yeah, someone, someone dubbed through the fire and flames over the animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then basically where I left off though, you have to you get your cub foo. But as soon as you get the cub foo, you also unlock the ability for like in Heart Gold Soul Silver, the first member of your party will follow you around in the overworld. Uh, Is that for the entirety of the game or just on the I think R- just on the Isle of Armor. Okay. So it could have been a little better, Dumb. but you know, I'll take it here. <laughs> but yeah, everything has an overworld model, and it will follow you around if it's the first in your party. I mean, they already cool. most of them already had overworld models because that's how you find them in the game these days. Yeah, so it pretty much just takes their model, and it follows you around, and it'll do stuff. Cool. So that's a nice little additive. Yeah. One other thing that I did stumble upon is uh, when you get on the island, you run a little bit, and then you see a couple of hairs sticking out of the ground, and it's actually an Alolan diglet because there's hmm. a trainer there from Alola. Oh yeah, aren't they over. aren't they kind of like Korok seeds? Yeah, there's a shit ton of these little guys on the island. Oh. So evidently, if you go around collecting all of them, the guy will reward you with the Alolan variants of things. Oh, that's cool. That's a good so, way to get Alolan Pokemon. So there's like 150 Diglett on the island. So do you have to catch them like an actual Pokemon, or is it more you just walk up to them? You, you just walk up to them because okay. you, you can see the little hair sticking out of the yeah. ground, and like, oh, that's a Diglett. Okay, so you don't actually have to catch it. You just walk no. up to it, press A. But, but it's a little side quest to find, and as you get more and more, you'll you'll earn yourself the Alolan forms. Like you'll get a Vulpix, cool. a Sandshrew. I love Alolan. And supposedly, if, if you get enough of them, he'll also reward you one of the Alolan starters. Oh. Ah, but it's nice. based on, evidently, what you chose as your starter. Like you get the corresponding type. Okay, so, so fire to fire. Yeah, so I, I started with Grookey, so I'll get a Yeah. Hmm. But okay. yeah, it's a nice little tie-in. Yeah, a, a way to get those 
other, the only other region to have a regional variant into the game. Yeah. As a, you know, it's a little side quest, but I'm assuming there's a bunch of more stuff, like little things to do. I like that. Also, one of the yeah. other big additives I think they really added in was you can now, uh, you can have this special soup fed to your Pokemon that allows them to obtain Gigantamax form. Hmm. So basically, it used to work how you could only Gigantamax if you specifically caught one in a raid that could Gigantamax. But yeah. now, mm-hmm. if you feed it the soup, anyone can do it. Do they all have special forms or do they just become very big versions of themselves? No, like the, specifically the Gigantamax ones are the ones that shape change, like the new form. Oh, but you're saying you can make any Pokemon. Well, anyone that has a Gigantamax. Gotcha. So you don't have to catch it in a raid necessarily. Uh, Exactly. So like, hey, I have a Grimmsnarl, but I didn't catch it in a Gigantamax raid, so it can't Gigantamax. Feed it this, now it can't. Soup for you! (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So it's adding in things I think should have been there from the beginning. But Mm -hmm. because it kind of like defeated the purpose. I agree. Like, oh, this is my Grimmsnarl. Like, oh, but wait, you're saying mine can't do that, but I got to catch a certain one if I want to do this cool thing. Yeah. So it kind of defeated the purpose of, oh, I made a bond with this one, but I'm going to ditch it for this one that can do something different. Okay. Cool. But yeah, right now my next uh, little, like the next little goal on the island is I need to make the cub food like me. Like I need to get its happiness level up so I can make it evolve, I think. Should give it some soup? Yeah, I'm going to give it some soup. <laughs> um, cool. Was there anything else? No, nah, pretty slow week for me. Yeah, I think it's a slow week for all of us. I'm gonna, if I had to guess. And we got the... EA presentation live now. Yeah, Derek, let us know if anything good happens. Um, Most buffered so far. <clears throat> so I also, the only thing I played all week was Persona 5, and I only played a little bit of it. I like that game. I'm in a real good spot. I think I didn't spend enough. I didn't fully understand the confidant system originally, and now I think I have a very good grasp on it. So I was telling Andrew, I went from everyone's max confidant level, like individual person is Ooh. 10. I went from level three to seven with two of the characters in a span of a couple hours, just cause I understand how it works now. Um, so yeah, i most of my, I was complaining about how to spend my free time a lot of the time before. And now there's, I've had so many new confidants introduced to me that most of my free time is just talking to these characters to yeah. unlock the new abilities that come with them. So yeah, I'm starting to like it. I beat the third dungeon. I'm 40 hours in, uh, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, obviously with the last of us coming out tomorrow, um going on a little bit of a break from yeah. persona i might i bought resident evil 7 for 10 bucks on sale so i'm nice. thinking maybe after persona i'll play that and then i definitely want to play horizon zero dawn oh with the new trailer that got me excited you definitely for that. need to play horizon zero dawn. um so yeah we'll see when i go back to persona but uh as of tonight i'm taking a break on it so we'll see what happens uh and then the only other thing is i bought a new nintendo switch I found one. My buddy at work, he called me. He said he gets all sorts of email notifications from Best Buy. He's Best Buy. He's very into Best Buy for some reason. Uh, and he got an email notification saying, hey, Nintendo Switches are in stock. He called me. I pre-ordered one. He also pre-ordered one about a minute after me. The next day, he called me and said, hey, my pre-order was canceled. Uh, so I checked mine. Now arriving on Saturday. It was supposed to arrive Monday. It's coming Saturday. Still good to go. So I'm getting a Nintendo Switch so that Alice and I will both have our own so that when we go on vacation, we don't have to fight over it. We'll just each have our own. She's going to have the one that she kind of beat up, and I will have this nice new one, and all will be well in the world, and I'm very excited for that. So yeah, I'm really excited about having my nice new Switch come in. But other than that, I haven't really started anything new. I've been playing much just because, you know, 
Blast of Us Part 2 comes out tomorrow, and that's going to take all of my focus until I beat it. Uh, nice. What about you, Derek? What have you been playing? Um, I finished the Last of Us Left Behind DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was very underwhelmed by it. It's more story than gameplay. Yeah, I had got the impression that it was like the necessary addition to mm. to The Last of Us and a must need play. And it's there's two, maybe three like combat encounters. One is very simple, where it's like maybe two clickers. Yeah, like another is also very simple, and then the third is like a little more difficult because you're like fighting clickers and like actual people. And, but that's like the end. Of, it's the end of the DLC. And I'll tell I, you, it's not simple when you haven't played the last. Yeah, in four I'm months. sure for you. It was like <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, this is what Jeff meant. Why he he had trouble. Like, yeah, I was like I was like dying twice because I was like, oh, I just want to get through this, yeah. not like I want to play the game correctly. <laughs> but yeah, it is. I guess. A nice insight into Ellie's character and kind of like, I'm sure, give some background into some stuff we're going to see in uh, The Last of Us 2 in a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, um, I have been playing a little more uh, Destiny 2 with the new new season that came out. Um, that's been I feel I feel a little more like invigorated to play it for some reason right now. I don't know if it's because it's like the the new DLC hype for for this fall or uh, if the gameplay loop is actually just a little bit better than it was uh, a couple months ago with the previous season. But I've been playing that, and then I've been playing Spider Man some more. Um, nice. Wait, what do you mean more? What did you recently start it? Yeah, I, I think I said. Two podcasts ago, I was playing Spider-Man. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't play it for a little bit because I was playing The Last of Us, and then I started because of the Miles Morales uh, thing announced. I was like, oh, okay, I really got to dive into that. But now The Last of Us is coming out, so I'm probably going to put it down again. <laughs> but uh, Spider-Man is really fun, and uh, I like it. The <laughs> yes. Mary Jane stealth sequences are not fun. Yeah, I think they're fine. No. I don't think they're as terrible no. as everyone makes them seem. They're bad. I guess they're fine. They're fine. But they're unneeded. Yes. You could just tell me what she did in a cutscene. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can agree with that. Um, yes. So I'm excited to fully dive into that once I complete The Last of Us 2. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Andrew? So I played a bunch of The Messenger. Trying to beat that before Last of Us comes out, but that's no longer going to happen. <laughs> um, but I did set up jordan's playstation vr uh to my ps4 in the living room and it's not great (laughs) so i heard it's uh yeah it was a painful experience trying to set everything up and then actually play the game it's like so it's like a very convoluted setup that you need to do where you switch in HDMIs around and you have the, the camera and then there's like a separate like like processor or whatever that you need to hook up to your PS4 that takes up a USB slot to actually get the, the headset to run. And then the headset is wired to the PS4. So it's not like you can go sit very far away uh, if you were to play like a VR game. Um, and so then the i think this one's definitely on my end but the camera we don't have like a good spot to do to put it so like at first we put it on top of the tv but i was playing beat saber on it and it was like way too high so then we put it on my entertainment center and now it feels like it's too low so we don't really have a good spot to put the camera to make the vr actually feel good i was playing 
Beat Saber and any of the like far left or right notes, it would just like not register that I was hitting them. Huh. And so it took a lot of getting used to to actually be able to play Beat Saber effectively. And then in terms of actually trying to put the headset on my face, it was a pain in the ass. I'm like <laughs> constantly trying to readjust it. There is almost no position that it'll actually rest comfortably on my head because I'm either pushing the lenses closer to my eyes or adjusting it on my head. And so it like kind of sits on my head at a weird angle where the top part is tilted downward, but the, the things are pushed to my eyes as close as possible. And then it keeps shifting around or I just still can't see it, uh, you know, well enough. So it's been a, it's been a, a time. It's not been fun trying to set it up and it definitely took some getting used to. Yeah. I really wish that, uh, you had mentioned or Jordan. So like I was aware that Jordan was going to make this purchase cause I would have highly advised against it because there's no reason to get a PSVR. If you're going to get into VR, just buy an Oculus Quest. It is hands down the most efficient, the most comfortable. Yep. It's a standalone. You don't need to hook up to any mm-hmm. sort of PC or console or anything. It's just, if you're going to do VR, just buy a yeah. Quest. And Getting, trying to get the, the PlayStation Move controllers to hook up to the PS4 was another problem <laughs> in and of itself. It's like when you're playing, you have to be sitting directly in front of the camera. Otherwise, a big black box will appear in the middle of your vision that says you're outside of the play area. Uh, Even if you're sitting down, because I also started Resident Evil 7. mm. Uh, And so, like, I was trying to lean back on my couch and play the game to be in in the most relaxed state I could be considering what kind of game that is. (laughs) And then I couldn't because it kept saying, you're not inside the play area. And I'm like, I'm just trying to sit on my couch and play a video game. Like, can you just let me... Yeah. Instead of trying to, you know, control my life. Uh, uh, breaking news update. Um, uh, Apex Legends is coming to Switch. Oh, sick. This this fall, along with cross-play. Oh, among everything. Among everything. Yeah. So that's big. Cool. Cool stuff. Um, yeah. I wish, yeah, never, ever, ever <laughs> buy a PSVR. Just. Yeah. I am going to use it because it, I have it. Because Jordan has it. Yeah. <laughs> but I... When I inevitably eventually purchase my own VR headset, it will be a quest, most likely. Yes. But as for Resident Evil 7 itself, uh, super cool so far. Uh, I've only played like an hour because uh, the VR was giving me nausea. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh, so, and it, it's funny because the stuff in that game, you would think would give me nausea. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't, like the stuff in the game... <laughs> Like, wasn't really too too freaky. I did get, like, one jump scare, like, really got me. Uh, but other than, other than that, the horror stuff in it so far has been fine. Uh, I hear a lot of people have to put it down because they just get so yeah. freaked out by it being in VR. Yeah. Intense VR for long, like, expanded periods of time can be very... Like, I got that with Tetris yeah. Effect. I mean, it, not even because it's a VR, but, like, just because it's a first-person game... Yeah, like, exactly. ...changes yeah. the atmosphere of, of playing. And you're not actually moving yourself. Like, your physical body's right, not right. moving around. You are controlling a character that's moving, but your perception, your vision is, like, part of the movement. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very exactly. jarring. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. And that's, right. yeah, like, I've seen some playthroughs of people playing it, uh, and they had to stop because they got too freaked out... <laughs> by the game being in vr but so far in terms of the actual contents of the game i'm fine but the actual wearing the vr headset is giving me nausea so i have to stop after a little while 
uh, I'm not too far in. I only played one night this week. Um, so, yeah. Cool. I will, I'll probably not play it for a while because The Last of Us comes out fucking tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. I took the day off of work. I'm so excited. Um, okay. Uh, we all good? Did anyone want to take a break or do you think we can just roll? I'm good. good I think good, we can. Good. All right, roll Adam. Right take charge, buddy. Main topic of this episode, we're talking about Adam's. Top five video games of all time. You get a little bit of an insight into what got Adam into video games. What does he love? So here we go, buddy. Take it away. Hi, everybody. Hi. So, so yeah, as you guys know, I am, of the four of us, I think I'm among the most casual gamer in the room Mm -hmm. because I made the quote-unquote smart decision to go study physics in college for four years. (laughs) So there was a while there where I was kind of just really preoccupied at that. I was still playing things, just not not at a comparable rate to you guys. So I think in the grand scheme of things, my list of games I've actually played is a lot shorter than yours is. Just in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, so, the total number of games played. Yeah, because yeah. I'm getting in there again because I got my PC built. I've got a little more free time now because grad school is more like an actual job. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not as many things where I'm having to stay up super late each night because homework. There's still homework, but I only take a couple classes now. So Yeah. So I'm, I'm finally finding a better work-life balance to have hobbies again. So because of that, the, my listing of my top five, A... It's more of a, I wouldn't really call this like a definitive listing listing. It's just, I had to put numbers to some of these. Mm. So it's kind of flexible. And you're going to notice there's a bunch of throwbacks and there's a few things that are probably a little more recent. Just for that gap of time where I wasn't playing a lot of things that could be considered very new. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to roll right into it with my number five being not a shocker to anybody on this list because it's Wind Waker. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, it is a shocker that it's that low though yeah. that surprises me greatly okay, okay. And like i said it this isn't really it's not necessarily ordered like it's, it's roughly ordered, wind waker is the best ordered. video game ever made so yeah <laughs> it's the but yeah fourth. wind waker was one of those <laughs> first on zelda list. games that i really I think played i think fifth. it really kind of set in that love of the genre for me like the the classic adventure game the dungeon crawl uh probably one of the Profound reasons why green is my favorite color, honestly. I think it, because of Wind Waker? It's Zelda in general, like that classic green tunic. Like you guys, you, when we were doing this online, you might have noticed my Discord icon I changed to the symbol of the goddess of courage. I did not notice that. Oh, I haven't yeah, seen I that lately. I didn't see that. Yeah, so I, I changed noticed. it a while ago. It's the symbol on one of the pearls from Wind Waker that's associated with the goddess for courage. Cool. That'd be Furor. Yeah, Furor. So good thing it's not a trivia question. <laughs> too easy for you. Where was it? Not anymore. Crap. <laughs> no, no, no. I got good stuff. Okay. Nice. But yeah, Wing Waker, it had some of those classic adventure elements. You know, you're on the high seas. You got to go figure out where things are. You have the puzzle elements, the art style. I loved. I mean, I know at the time I read back on it a little bit, it was very polarizing to some fans because that was the first appearance of the cartoony link. The fans who didn't like it were stupid. Yeah. Because I, I think it worked beautifully. I bet Derek didn't like it as a kid. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. None That's no, why it's on my list. None no 4K. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, it's it's up there in the mix. It's like I said, this is a very rough ordering of things because mm-hmm. I really struggled to, with my comparatively limited to you guys, I really struggled to definitively say like, oh, this is definitely four versus this is definitely five. Yeah. Yep. And I will it's note- It's not easy. Yeah, it's really not easy. But I also will note, so basically my top five are more like a spattering of- mm-hmm the games I've had the most fun playing throughout my life that I think kind of set the tone for the things I enjoy playing now. Yeah. That's kind of the, the 
the style I went for this. Okay. So also it's worth noting that Pokemon games did not make it on here. Oh, oh. interesting. And that's only because bum, there are... Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're, they're an honorable mention, but I couldn't just definitively say like, you know, one pairing of them that ranks above the rest because mm. there are definitely enough of them that I've played where there's a spattering of things I like from some games and things I like from other games. Yeah. So the reason that there isn't a definitive one of them on my list today is that I couldn't decide on which one it was going to be. Okay. Because all of them have ups and downs for me. Mm. Yeah. So more or less, it's is my saying I love the franchise as a whole. As long as they don't get too bad, I'm probably going to keep playing them. Fair. So that's that's why there's not on here definitively. Because I still go back. If I had to pick a generation, I'd probably say four is my favorite. Because you got Sinnoh and then you got Heart Gold Soul Silver. Uh, I guess that yeah does classify as being in the Gen Four. Yeah, so I think Gen Four frame. is kind of my favorite. But again, I've loved aspects of some of the more recent games too. You know the direction they're going with things. So it was just too hard for me, like for the franchise as a whole, to pick just one to go put on the list. Yeah. Seeing as though that was one of my earlier gaming memories, it's just too, too, too much of a range there for me to pick one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the only reason that there isn't one on the list. Cool. So yeah, I think we've talked about Wing Waker enough <laughs> in the past where... <laughs> you don't say. I don't think I really need to go into too many details of why we loved this game, why I loved that game, and why I should go fire up my GameCube and go play it again. I think... Or your Wii U. I think we could do I an episode <laughs> uh, that is just... Us deciding what... Comprehensive Wind Waker episode. No, what game this podcast group collectively thinks is the better game, Wind Waker or Hollow Knight? <laughs> I would love Ooh. that. That would be a good... That's that's a good topic. My, literally my top two games of all time. Yeah. This is pretty good games. So, okay. Number four. Again, no particular order. I, I wrote down Metroid Prime. Ooh. Good Ooh, one. Okay. Uh, I got a... a Confession: I've never actually played Metroid Prime. Have you not? So actually, actually, how many of us have played it? Have you played it? Yeah, I played. Damn it! it. I've I've put. I was gonna say it'd be a good hat game. I've said let's put it in the hat before, and you guys are like, no, we've all played it. I mean, I haven't played it in over ten years, so like, I think it would be worth the playthrough. I'm still kind of banking on there being that trilogy. I'm just waiting because I bought that trilogy on Wii U, and then didn't you play three? I owned three. I played like an hour. I I borrowed it from you. I know. So here's why it's on. This is another like really fun memory for me because I actually borrowed Metroid Prime One and Two from Andrew. That's true. This I remember is... I beat the first one at your house. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So good times. I remember you beating Metroid Prime while I watched. So this is like a like a really core me and Andrew memory here. Yeah. yeah. Back when Adam Adam and I used to talk about video games on the phone every single week. Oh yeah, it was fun times, man. But now we can text, so it's a lot less. Now we have a, a yeah. podcast. <laughs> you still talk every week. Yeah, exactly. This is more official. So I used to call for hours, and Adam would complain that I talked for hours. Because <laughs> you did talk for hours. I know. And that was back when phones still had cords, so I was tethered to a chair. Me too. <laughs> anyway. So basically, I think Prime had to go on the list, because now that I put, like, now that I thought about it, it was actually the first Metroidvania I played, mm. technically speaking. Yeah. It's okay. 3D, yeah, okay. but it's a Metroidvania. Yeah. And it's also one of the first first-person shooters I played, also technically. And it was just a, such such a fun game. I mean, because you had all those classic. Like, this is looking back on it because you know ten year old me did not think in this manner. Mm-hmm. But it has all those classic, you know, Metroidvania feelings. You know, you have this like vast, expansive world, doors you can't open to go get a certain weapon later down the line. All these crazy bosses. But I think the fun part about it was with the three dimensional aiming, it could make the boss fights a little more interesting because they had somewhere like only a certain section of its body could be hit. Mm-hmm. So it added a lot more you know, combat strategy into the game. 
Also, it had something that most Metroidvanias don't have, like in a super intense system, but it had puzzle solving because you could do these really big 3D room puzzles mm. for you to progress forward. And so it was a trilogy. I'm so, I'm so stoked for number four. Mm. Oh, but man. just like the aspects of Metroid Prime and what it did without really shying away from the genre. The scan visor. The scan visor was really cool. Because they did that thing like you had to like scan on the wall and you get lore dumps as you go. So it kind of does that thing where that Hollow Knight does where you don't get, right, get told the story. You just kind of see it on the carvings in the walls. Mm, mm. But in a more active sense, like you could just forget to use your scan visor and never think about it again. Yeah. Going for 100% scans in that game is hell. Oh, it is hell. <laughs> but then like it even had moments where like I wasn't even aware that I was doing things because in the end of the game, you figure out to get to the final boss, you need to go back throughout the entire world and find these 12 keys. Oh, and, fuck that quest. <laughs> and there's basically it opens up this little platform and there's all these riddles that tell you where all the keys are. So you got to mm-hmm. go through and find out Okay, so it's talking like a chasm and some snow oh, here, man. so it's got to be in this area. I remember that now. That sucked. It did suck, but here's the fun thing for me. So through me just rambling going through the world, I ended up doing these, like I said, there were like 3D puzzles in the environment. Yeah, so I yeah. found some of them, I did it, and I got this weird thing. So come to think of it, come to realize when I got to that final section, I already found two of the keys without knowing what they were. Nice. It's like, oh, that's pretty so cool. So I got there, and I'm like, oh, holy shit, those two things? So I already had two out of the 12 I needed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> So you, you could find all 12 on accident before you, you, you got told, there. Well, yeah, some right. were a little more obvious than others. Yeah. On some were like really, really hidden, but some were often like, you know, a side room that just had a puzzle in it and you solve yeah, the puzzle. Yeah. So you think you thought you were progressing forward, but then you just find this random thing. And it's like, well, it didn't give me a power up, so I have no idea what this thing is. And then, you know, come to find out like six hours later, oh my God, it's like an end game item that I need to win. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it was just a really cool way to go and then two and three it was just like a full story trilogy i didn't like two as much mainly because it decided it needed an ammo system for two of the beams which oh yeah kind of took away some of the fun of it man it's been so long since i played that game we should put it in the hat (laughs) i mean i'm down i've never i think we should wait until they yeah i I think they're i really think they're gonna do a trilogy on the switch yeah they have to if if it comes out on switch we will absolutely put in that because i love it i want to play it again and i'll play it again with or without you guys they (laughs) did just do a pokemon snap sequel so the possibilities are (laughs) endless yeah anything can happen at this point you guys are right Uh, so yeah i mean what what are your guys opinions on prime like i know you guys have played it jeff and i recently discovered that it is among the top 20 metacritic reviewed games yeah it, uh, I think it had a 96. Probably yeah, like closer to top 10 if you wow. don't count all of the separate iterations of Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 4. Because on Metacritic, it counts each console release as yeah, a separate so game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so there's like five different ones. I don't remember one and two as well because I played them way before I think I started developing the memory of video games. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Wind Waker was the game that I like. As a kid, I remember the most, but I did play three, and I remember loving three a lot. I've actually never played three. Well, never. I've never finished it. I played a little bit of it when three's, I was a kid. Three's a good one. Yeah, it does wrap things up nicely, story wise. Does it? Because I hear it, there's also a cliffhanger, kind of. There is a cliffhanger, which is why I think yeah. they did a four. I think, like all I think they did. A, they did a four because everyone's been screaming for the yeah, last decade. Please. Make Metroid Prime four. Oh, that too. But one thing I didn't like about three was that it. Uh, what I liked about one and two was that you could switch between your beams 
for like different added effects. Mm-hmm. Yes. But three went back to that classic Metroid where they just stack together. Stacks. Yeah, they all stack But together. I think yeah, having the individual beams works better for the 3D version because it adds some variety into the combat. You know, personally, I think. Yeah. Because you had certain beams that worked on certain enemies better. Mm-hmm. So to get through, you'd have to think to yourself on the fly, like, oh, no, I need to switch to this thing. Plus, you had a flamethrower. Plus, I, you had a flamethrower. I feel like the all-in-one was probably a decision with the like limited set that the Wii had. And it was like, let's put it all in one, like have it like the old game because we want, you know, you're pointing as well as. Yeah, so, so you so have to simplify like, it If you're like bit. switching, it's like, oh, I got to hit the D-pad left or up or down. You know, like there's yeah. limited buttons on that Wii controller. Yeah. But still, 3 added its own stuff that right, kind of made right. up for it. Like you have the whole hyper mode, mm-hmm. which is kind of oh, cool. Just yeah. like, hey, supercharge yourself and annihilate anything with one blast. <laughs> but at a cost of maybe killing yourself, so. Hmm. Which definitely had some interesting story elements wow. to it. But yeah, that's why Prime is on my list because it was my first Metroidvania, my first first-person shooter. I still don't play too many of those, but it depends on what it is. So I'll still go back to those sometimes. But it added in those puzzle elements that I just really love to see. Cool. All right. Number three. So this is a more recent one. I've talked about it recently, but I've been playing enough of this where I feel it deserves to be here, and I'm throwing Dishonored on the list. Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. Okay, cool. wow. Okay. So I think this is going to be on here because, like we all know, I've only gotten the gaming PC recently. Mm-hmm. It was one of my first forays really into non-Nintendo gaming. Mm-hmm. And I just love everything that Dishonored was doing, and I'm waiting for the sequel to go on sale on Steam. There you go. Yeah, because I think the sequel improves on it in oh, every It looks way. like it does. Because like, I will say Dishonored does not have a lot of story to it. There's only nine missions. Yeah, yeah. But I do think it was a good choice for them to put it into missions because I don't think like an open world would have worked as well for what it's doing. Mm. So I think I mentioned before, but it has a chaos system, right? Where you totally have the option to go straight up murder hobo in this game, kill everything, cause a lot of chaos, but that causes issues for you later in the game. So actually there are, I've played through a couple times now because once you know what you're doing, it's actually a really quick game. Yeah, Like a lot of the gameplay of it is you know, learning what does and does not work, you know, what gets yourself killed. Mm. But I've gone through it a couple of times now. It was like replaying certain missions. And depending on what I do in earlier missions, the positioning of certain characters you need to eliminate changes in the later levels. Mm. So I think it's really interesting how it works on that level too. Like there's one mission where there are these two twins who need to take out in what's effectively a brothel. So my first mm-hmm. playthrough, one of them was in a top room and one of them was in a steam room play through a little bit later and they're both on rooms on the top floor so it does have these different environmental changes that can happen throughout the game but the steam room does have a a stealth kill you can pull off where you just go into the back room and break one of the valves and like burn them alive with steam oh oh ouch yeah but i will say so there's an achievement i'm going to be going for where there's a run you can do where you don't have to kill anybody Mm. there is a way in the game to take out every major target without actually killing them Interesting. But in true Dishonored fashion, this is a very dark, macabre game. Like, you're given these powers by this uh, entity known as the Outsider, and you never really get a good vibe on whether he's really good or bad. <laughs> you know, just, hmm. he's just kind of there. Like, okay, cool. Here's some powers. I just want to see where this goes. So he kind of feels like he's like the narrator for the world, in a sense. But then, like, but it never drops that whole macabre fashion that I've got going on, like, like uh, those two twins, like another thing you can do is, hey, do a favor for the local crime boss 
and he'll ensure that those two twins get their tongues cut out and thrown in their own silver mine. So technically, oh. you didn't kill them, they're, they're, but they're, they're taken they're, care of. They're not. Right. Yeah, they're not dead. You eliminated the threat they posed, mm-hmm. right, right. but you didn't have to kill them. But they they got a fate deserving of what they did. Huh. Like you can okay, ruin yeah, people's, yeah. you can ruin people's uh, public images. You can brand them as a traitor, like all these weird things you can do that aren't killing, but still accomplish your mission. Gets rid of them in some fashion. This game sounds really cool. It I is think fun. it's something I would really like. Yeah, and then they did DLC, cool. which added yeah. in like six more missions. But basically, the game starts with you are the Empress's royal guard. The game starts with she's murdered right in front of you by assassins oh, who fun. have supernatural powers, <laughs> but you're framed for it. Because it yeah. turns out all the other people in the government arrange for her to be murdered, and then you're the fall guy. Classic coup. Hmm. So, but then later on, the DLC actually lets you play as the assassin who murdered the Empress. Oh, I didn't know that's what the DLC. I never played the DLC. I didn't know yeah, that's so what the Yeah, so in the does. DLC, you play as Dowd, who is. Oh, that's right. Okay. Like, you yeah. actually encounter Dowd in the game later on. Like, yeah. Corvo has to encounter him, and you have the option to kill him in the game. Or you can spare him. Or there's another thing where you can just go steal his key and leave a note for him. Like, mm. like hey, bitch, I could have killed you if I wanted to. <laughs> but yeah, the DLC lets you play as Dowd. And actually, I was playing through the DLC. And from what I've seen about the sequel, the DLC you play as Dowd, the second batch, sets up the villain for the sequel game. Oh. So it's really interesting because actually the, the assassin Dowd, after he murders the Empress, he actually has like a bit of a crisis himself. He just wants to leave. So that's why in the game, once you confront him, he asks you, like, if you spare me, I'll just leave the city. Mm-hmm. You'll, I'll never be a problem for you again. But it's totally up to you whether or not you want to do it. But then it's really interesting seeing all the stuff he's up to beyond everything else in mm-hmm. the DLC. But it's also really fun because he has his own set of powers that he can use because he also gained powers from the outsider. So it's just all these really cool intertwined things that you can do. And you also get drastically different game endings like because the empress had a daughter so your whole point is she has to be the crown the new empress in like the lowest chaos setting where you didn't kill anybody or limited your killing you can pretty much get through with oh she became empress is now the new age of enlightenment like everything's good there's a super dark ending where if you go murder hobo uh there's a point at the end where she'll be hanging off a cliff and you can choose not to save her and then Corvo crowns himself the emperor. Huh. Cool. So it has very this very... dishonorable. Yeah, so it has this very... <laughs> yeah, it has this very like broad range of your game choices do really have overarching abilities yeah. from the beginning. Like even in the first couple of levels, if you like... It's like the first level is a jailbreak. If you murder every guard on your way out, there's going to be a shit ton more guards in later levels. Mm. So yeah, you can go murder hobo, you know, assassinating people from the sky. But you're making things harder for yourself down the line because they know there's an assassin on the loose. Or if you go things a little more subtly, you know, everyone's not on high alert. But it does make me super stoked to play the sequel. I got to keep an eye out for this game to go on sale and to find uh, Dishonored time. is only 10 bucks right now. Oh, okay. It, it's an old enough game where you can get the base game for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, like, that 10 bucks not on sale? It's just, is it's 10, just bucks? 10 bucks? It's just 10 bucks. Because it came out in like 2012. I'll have to keep that in mind. And you can and get that... all the DLC for like an extra 10 like I paid twenty for all this DLC. Okay, cool. Yeah, because that sounds like a game I'd really, really like. It is super interesting. It, it's like Assassin's Creed in a sense. Where you got the crossbow, you got the sword. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, you don't have to go through killing any guards, but you can throw a grenade in the opposite direction. They'll hear the noise and go running. You can just mm. sneak your way past. You also got like a blink teleport where you can just jump from rooftop to rooftop. Stealth, blinking, like assassinations, choice to not kill. This is all like things that I really like in video games. Uh, so. That's why it's on my list because I just played it in the last few months and I've been I just kept playing because even though missions are fun to replay, it's got very high replayability because a lot of the missions too, like you have a choice of which powers you unlock throughout the course of the game. You have to get you have to use collectibles to unlock certain powers. Mm-hmm. But you can pick what you want. So I could pick a wind blast where I could knock guards off their feet or into walls. Uh, I believe that's called a Fus Roda. Yes. So you could Fus Roda. (laughs) Fus. You could get a power that I love called Shadow Kill, where if you kill someone and they don't know you were there, their body turns to ash. So that lets you take the murder hobo approach, but without causing as much chaos because there's no body to go find. Mm -hmm. Or you can strip someone a swarm of rats to go eat them. Like there's a lot of different ways. You can possess rats and crawl through sewer grates to get to your target it's like every 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 level has multiple routes you can take to Mm. get to your target so even though it's level based they did a very good job of making those levels very non-linear on a replay i like it you can take totally different approaches to it depending on what powers you want to get nice all right uh give us your number two so So, real quick uh uh-oh okay a Really great game that is also made by Arcane that is also an immersive sim that is worth checking out is Prey. Ooh, oh, Prey. I've heard good things about yeah. Prey. Yeah, I ha- I have it. I've played it a ton. I've ne- I still haven't beaten it. I know it's, it's supposed to be like a really good full story to get to, to. And the DLC is supposed to be like kind of similar to Outer Wilds and like the concepts. Okay. But I think, yeah, if you love Dishonored this much, I think you would really like Prey yeah. and like, like yeah, I'm, like I'm, that approach yeah. of like, like right now I'm waiting on those Steam summers like Steam yeah. sales so I can grab Dishonored too because it is forty bucks and I know I can get it for cheaper. Yeah, definitely another. But I will say one thing I'm looking forward out. to for two is you can play as the daughter of the Empress. Yeah. Like she's one of the main characters, so you can pick between her or Corvo. But then when the time comes to get your supernatural powers, you can refuse. Oh. So you have the choice to play the sequel without any added powers. That's interesting. Okay. Which would I think greatly up the difficulty setting. Yeah. Because the supernatural powers what makes it fun. Cool. All right. So number two. Number two, not a shock to anybody. I'm throwing Hollow Knight. Uh, (laughs) All right. Moving on. (laughs) So so yeah, I'll just recap. We all know why we love this game. It's from a small studio. They made an amazing game in the middle of the DLC free. It's super challenging in that sense where I think it really finds that perfect balance of challenge Mm -hmm. where you, you feel like it's an adequate fight, but you're never like rage quitting. Like you need to throw it, you need to like stop after a certain amount of time and like collect yourself. But it's not difficult to the point of you never want to play it again. It's a, it shows a very good level of game design when a game, you die over and over in a video game, but you don't get angry at it. You go, okay, I can do it this time. And because you, you start figuring out the boss's patterns. Exactly. You learn a little learn. bit every time or you're just like, oh, I messed this up. There's a game that makes you feel like it's never the game beating you. It's just you not... Being bad. Yeah, not... It's like, I don't yeah. know. It gives me the sense of like, I can overcome this. Hollow Knight's a perfect one of those. Celeste is another one of those where I would die 60, 100, 200 times on a single screen and every single time it's like, okay, 
I know I can do this. Let's go. Yeah, you and keep figuring out the things that work. Exactly. And that Hollow Knight really shines in that regard. It's like yeah. I was never frustrated no matter how many times I died on a so, boss. And I know we're all going to play Silk Song when it finally comes oh. out. <laughs> so I don't think I really need to go too much into this one again because yeah. we've talked about it extensively. Okay, cool. So, I guess we can just move on to number one then. All right. So this one might be, I know this one's controversial for some people. I know what it is. Pokemon uh, Snap. No. <laughs> uh, actually, Jeff, he said there were no Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a spinoff. Doesn't so count. this is a game that be. I had a lot of fun playing when it came out. It's actually one of the first games I managed 100%. I know what it is. And it's Skyward Sword. Yep. Mm. Whoa. Controversial indeed. Controversial So I know a lot of people indeed. really hated the motion controls, but like. Me. Yeah. I'm raising my hand. I yeah. hated the motion controls in that game. <laughs> Personally, I never had an issue with it. Like, I don't know. It's just something about the way I play games. Like, I've never been deterred by controller schemes. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're talking to the guy who played through Castlevania some of the other night on a smartphone. Yeah, oh, right. Man. Good point. <laughs> Got farther than Andrew. So I just kind of I knew there was a map. I just, I just adapt. Like, so I will admit the motion control thing like threw me off in the beginning, but after a while, I learned to really love it. I really loved how I had to be. Like real time thinking how to beat the enemies because they were holding the sword to the left, so I had to swing to the right. Yeah. So for me, that added in just another level to a game series I already just fucking loved, man. Yeah, dude, can't beat Zelda. Two Zelda games. And then like even then, even with the overworld design in it, like it wasn't like it wasn't like past games where you had to like run across open fields to get to the next town. Like all the main places on the surface were actually like integrated in such a way where it was like a puzzle getting around the environment. Kind of like Wind Waker's Ocean, except for in the sky. Well, not even, like, yeah, the sky had the ocean. I'm talking about on the ground, like in the woods, the desert, and the volcano. Like, the those areas were also built to be almost puzzle-like. So it wasn't just, okay, go to the temple. It was, got to find a way up there first. Yeah. I would honestly love for them to put out a version of that game that didn't have motion uh, controls. Because the be... game itself always interests me. I physically could not play it, though. Yeah. There were so many yeah. instances where I would die over and over because... I don't know if there was something off about my controller calibration or if I'm just a big dumb dummy and I, I could not be enemies because I, I, couldn't, the latter. I couldn't yeah. do the actions. <sighs> that's the thing. is like, how would you port that game? Like, it's, You'd have to. The core of it is like, doing that. I don't know. And, Maybe uh, have the right stick be the motions that you slash your sword and stuff. Uh, Maybe. Nintendo yeah. Labo VR. Nintendo <laughs> Isn't there? I mean, it might it might work a little better. <laughs> Derek just did a masturbation motion. Doesn't, Isn't there? Oh, uh, look at my master I mean, sword. The, the Joy-Cons have gyroscopes. I think yeah, that would be a little more fine tuned. So I don't want you. the game with motion know, controls. That's my point, though. I don't, what if it worked? Jeff, uh, just <laughs> better. Just get like, good. What if it was like VR. I could get you know? it. If VR works, yeah. If they put Skyward Sword on the Oculus Quest, I'm in. All right, Nintendo. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I understand people had issues with it, but like I loved the entire story of this too because chronologically it's the first. So, mm. I don't know if you guys know this, yeah, but yes, yeah, yeah. You get, you get halfway through the game and you realize that the sword you have is the master sword, but you have to go forge it. Yeah, it's so, not the master sword yet. So, I loved that. Like, you're going through and you're forging the gosh dang master sword. And so, like, you had that whole hub in the sky too with all these little islands to go explore, all these mini games. So, yeah, I know, like, for a lot of people, those motion controls really didn't, like, turn them off the game. But, yeah. personally, I never had an issue with it. But I just loved the story of that game. I loved all the unique boss fights. I loved the unique enemy encounters. The Even the dungeon keys. Like, there were all these, like, mm-hmm. 
3D shapes you had to fit into the door. Like you had to move it around to it and match the pattern in the door. So there's all these different things that I think was really added to it, but it also made it a really fun adventure at the same time. Mm. Gruce. Yeah, there's Oh my god, Gruce. I but that's like one of my favorite. He's such a great character because he's this like your typical stereotypical like bully character and then he slowly redeems himself throughout this like the story like, and like that's such a He's a good hero arc. Yeah, yeah he has he, a really he, he great does arc. He does have his good redemption yeah. arc cuz my favorite moment in the entire game is like it's like midway through like Gruce is really suspicious of what you've been up to cuz you're not supposed to no one has gone to the surface at all. Right, right. And he sees Link diving through the clouds and he decides I'm going to follow him. He just jumps <laughs> off his bird. Yeah, I can do that. So, like, it, it cuts scenes when you're going back down to the forest, and it's like, you hear, like, wait, what is that sound? You just look up, and Goose is, Groose is like, just skydiving straight <laughs> toward you. And I like, am Groose. And, like, Link looks up and just I screams. I, I got to play the clip for you guys after, because it's hilarious to watch. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've seen it. I've beaten Skyward Sword a few times. Yeah. But, honestly, it's one of the it's one of my favorite Zelda games ever. Like, I would say, Adam, it is your favorite Zelda game. It is my favorite Zelda yeah. game ever. It's I number would, one. I would say it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say it. it's my favorite. Okay. I also I mean, really you put it at number one on your I, games of I, all time I did. for a reason. Time. So, yeah, I really did. I just loved it. It was just it was a very fun adventure. It had a, some interesting characters. You had to backtrack to certain locations. It was just a, it was a blast. Man. Nice. I, I can't really go more into that because we all know I... Love Legend of Zelda. This is why I'm <laughs> Okay, cool. All right, well, thank you, Adam, for going through your top five games of all time with us. Um, do you want to take over and run some trivia? I would love to run some trivia all right, with you guys. Let's do, do it. it. I'm excited because, uh, well, let's see. Wind Waker, Metroid Prime, Dishonored, I won't know anything about. What was your Skyward name? Sword and Hollow Knight. Okay, this is good. This is a good That's arrangement good of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm liking right. this a lot. Uh, Derek has an unfair advantage for playing, playing Dishonored. The only one that's played Dishonored. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> son of a bitch. What is the title of the game? I'm not making it that easy. I've got it. It's uh, Dishonored 2. Damn it. <laughs> it's it's uh, Miss... Uh, wait. Uh, I am now convinced to get Squadrons. Are you? Yeah. Does they, it look they're cool? They're showing so much What was the release right date? Uh, October 2nd. That's no, not cool. bad. All right, not too far off. It looks. It's literally what uh, Tyler T-Con? Uh, T-Con was saying. It's like it's Ace Combat in space. Is it? Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Space combat. Space. Yes. All right, Adam, take it away. Uh, hang right. on. Do you want me to keep score? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, keep score. we got Andrew, Jeff, and Derek. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Who's ready for my trivia? I'm ready for Adam's trivia. I'm ready. All right. So wait, hold on. Okay, now we're <laughs> So, in Skyward Sword, Link lives in an area known as Skyloft. Mm-hmm. So, all the Hylians live in the clouds and they ride around on giant birds. What are the name of these birds? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> it's, either, uh, it's one of two things. Um... All right, let me know when you guys are good. I think, I think Andrew's got this. He definitely does. Because I know he's played it. Uh, what is African swallow? <laughs> Wrong. It's, it's actually European, European swallow. <laughs> what? Okay, I think I uh, I'm committing to this because it's not. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna commit so, to this. Uh, let's start with uh, Derek. <laughs> yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, <laughs> I put the Skylians. <laughs> that's, right. that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I put Wingloft. 
Ooh. Andrew? It is Loft Wing. It's Loft, loft Wing. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the birds are known as Loft Wing. Uh, you you had the right words, just the wrong order. I'm assuming I don't get a point. I'll give you a half. Woo-hoo! Oh, come on. Uh, you got the correct. He was close enough to give him a half point. You, you were like close. It, you were close. Yeah. Skylians. I don't know. Adam, Adam, I don't know if you listened to the episode on my games, okay. but I would not have given Jeff that. So, yeah. Savage. Question number two. In Hollow Knight, one of our favorite games of all times collectively. You don't say. How many bosses are there? <sighs> Didn't I ask this question? You might have. Are you including again. the Pantheon? I think the not DLC? including the Pantheon. Like base, how base many bosses? Base game, how many bosses? Like on a quick Google search, how many bosses show up? This is something I got off of Google. Okay. I have my guess. All right. Yeah, I have a, a fucking guess. This is right. Like, some of these are number based, so it's going to be fun. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's start with Derek. Um, eight? <laughs> I said 24. I said 24. 47. Jesus. In the base game? Oh, I, I mean, guess, like, I collectively. Think, I guess I was thinking mandatory bosses. Is it including, like, the nah. gods and stuff? I mean, like, well, the, it the might the be. I might have misled you guys on that stuff. one. Like I Google I specifically it. asked, is it including the uh, the oh, end maybe thing it did. where it has like forty? I thought something? it did, but maybe it does. Oh well. All yeah. right. Well, no point. Maybe I'll ask another question after because I had some backups to make up for that one. Okay, go for it. All right. Fine so you that. know what? We'll, we'll scrap that question. I've got some backups. All right. Question scrapped. Backup All right. You know what's funnier than twenty? So we'll we'll make up for this with two questions about some other things. Two. Okay. So this is a dishonored question, right? Uh-huh. So, okay. In the story of Dishonored, it is a revenge tale for the assassination of an empress. But what other issue in the city runs concurrently with that storyline? Um, I know this one. Shut up, Derek. Literal guess. No fucking idea. Same Z's. Yeah, how does it feel? Play more video games. Ooh, I'm starting to. All okay. right, we're going to start with Andrew. Uh, Plague. Jeff? Prostitution. <laughs> yeah, Derek. A uh, plague of rats. See, it is a plague. So, Andrew gets a point there. Oh, man. So, yes, concurrently through the storyline, there is a rat One plague. One would argue that prostitution is a plague. <laughs> uh, no. Not the Don't. <laughs> if you give him a half a point for that, nope, I swear to God. Does Andrew that. get a point? Andrew gets a point because yeah, he said plague. Okay. He didn't necessarily have to know it was caused by rats or spread by rats, but... <sighs> right. Okay. So this is question number three now? Official Tech- three? Official three? Because you nixed the other one? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll get another question. Uh, it's there. on you, man. You're in charge. So, we'll figure it out later. So question four about Metroid Prime. Beyond the regular beam, what three other beams do you collect through the game? Do we, get, do we have to get all of them to get a point? Uh, you can name at least two. Two? At least okay. two of them. Um. Uh, Definitely Metroid Prime One, right? Yeah, Metroid Prime One. I'm only oh. gonna write down two because I only have an idea of two. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with this. We will start with Derek. Uh, I uh, said the ice beam, the wave beam, and the grapple beam. All right. I said the ice beam and the plasma beam. All right. I said the ice beam, the heat, and heat and wave. Yeah, so Andrew got the three I was thinking about. I didn't count grapple because it's not a combat beam, but you I got the other I, ones right. I know what you meant. So Andrew gets a point, and I and Derek you, and I get none. 
No, you get a point too, Jeff. You got two of them. I did plasma so, and ice. Plasma. Wait, is plasma yeah. and heat the same thing? I'm counting them as the yeah, same thing. Plasma, yeah, buddy. So the three technical terms are wave, ice, and plasma. Oh, so do I also get? Yeah, you, everyone gets a point. Get fucked, Andrew. Everybody gets a point. Yeah, everybody I knew the real yeah. name, but I didn't even play the game. Why don't you count up those totals, Jeff? One point five. What was the third one? Oh, heat, heat beam, plasma beam. Heat slash plasma. Okay. Okay. So to make up for it, uh, make up for my botch question, I'm going to tell you two Wind Waker trivia questions. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. So my first trivia question. So which, there's a story important island in the game that was supposed to have a dungeon but did not. Which island is it? Uh, I looked this up when I looked up my questions and I didn't put it and now I can't remember. Um. Hmm. I wanted did... that dungeon to happen so much. Uh, I wish that they remade it in the HD version. I'm going to guess here. I don't even know if this is the actual name of the island that I'm thinking of, but. All right. We're going to start with Derek. Uh, Outset Outset Island. All right. Windfall? Is that the island with, like, uh, the first one you go to, like, the town? Yeah, yeah that's okay. the town one, yeah. Hey, Andrew. Great Fish Isle. It is Great Fish Isle. But. Uh, so in the game, you show up and Great Fish Isle is completely destroyed by a storm. Yeah. But the problem with Wind Waker is, I think a lot of us know, it was supposed to have two extra dungeons before they sped up the release. Actually, yeah. I thought it was destroyed by Ganon's minions, and there also happened to be a storm. Yeah, something like that. And a fish. Basically, yeah, it, the island was Actually, told. the fish wasn't there. But yes, in the, original, <laughs> in the original plan for the game, that destroyed island was supposed to house another dungeon. Hmm. Cool. All the, right. And one other island was supposed to have something, too. They cut two from the game to release it earlier. All right. Score is, I have one and a half. Derek has two. Andrew has four. So it looks like Andrew definitively wins here, but right. let's give it to us anyways. All right. So question number five, and I still have a bonus after that. Bonus. So. One of the more fun aspects of Wing Waker was getting to travel around and Splash. complete your Great Sea map. It's one of the few games that doesn't have a completed map for you. So my question is, how many individual squares are on the Wind Maker's map? I wrote the answer down before we read the question. Uh, <laughs> let me see. It's a good thing you didn't ask how many. Well, I guess. No, that's wrong. Yeah. Because, I mean, technically, if you count the tingle charts... There are still 49. Shit! Oh, dude! 40? I'm sorry! 49 is the number that <laughs> yes, I wrote down. that is definitely what I wrote. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you messed up my trivia, man. You messed up your trivia first. <laughs> you lose a point. Oh, he's allowed to do that! <laughs> you spouted out your answer. That counts as a negative point. Okay, so Andrew... This is what happens when you're going to be talking about Wind Waker, dude. Okay, so Andrew now has three. I I still, have, do I still win? I have two and a half, and now Derek has three. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to tell my bonus question now. <laughs> oh, idiot. <laughs> you just blew your lead. Uh, the answer was 49. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yes. Shit! <laughs> yes. Best trivia ever. So, yes. Now, that was are... a spelouche if I've ever seen yeah. one. <laughs> That's that's our new uh, something bad happens sound effect. Please, you make should it have happen. kaboomed when you sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> I had popped one. I should have won. So yes, there are forty nine individual squares in the map. You get the map squares by feeding fish that talk, <laughs> and they'll just paint on your map for you. <laughs> I think I just ruined Andrew's. Okay, I ruined it for me. All right, give us that bonus question right. so Derek can steal the win. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. So. Skyward Sword, the one I've noted as my favorite game of all time, counted an anniversary 
for the Legend of Zelda series. So I'll give you one point if you can tell me what year, what year the original Legend of Zelda game came out, and another point if you can tell me what anniversary of the games Skyward Sword marked. I know Didn't both we of those. Answer this question before? Did we? Maybe. I think so because I remembered Adam knew it because of Skyward Sword's release date. We might have done like well, when, we when was the original. I can't. I can't remember. I know the answer. Okay, I, I can't remember answer. every trivia question we ever done, man. Do you know? I think I know. I hope I know. Do All you right. know? Do I know? Yeah, I think so. I know. All right, so I'll start with Derek. 1986, 25th anniversary. Yeah, same. Oh, I said 1981, 30th anniversary. So it's the 25th anniversary, but Skyward Sword came out in 2013, so it's actually 1988. What? Wait, no, wait. That's, that's wrong. That's no. not math. Wait, no, 86. Yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> All right, well, they tied, so... Yeah, okay, you guys tied. Do you have a tiebreaker to the tiebreaker? I do not have a tiebreaker to the tiebreaker, but I can try to think of something. How many bosses are there in Holland? <laughs> uh, 49. Uh, <laughs> <damn it. laughs> uh, Jeff, what was that Dan Santos question? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, look, yeah. the Dan Santos question can be the tiebreaker, this but it's not, it. I don't think it's numeric Is it based. not numbers? Let me... I mean, it's. I think it's pretty uh, out of this world what so my trivia was a bit of a clusterfuck and i do apologize for that and part of it wasn't your fault um oops hold on uh oh, wait, no. i mean i, t- I had right. the right answer for wait the other uh, what was the question so again just, Jeff? i can just look close. it up i had dang it hold on i keep effing stuff what, up what two games just took place in our island? no so dan santos oh. sent me another email that was just thought of a uh it says just thought of a trivia question for you so here we go all right. What was the name of the unused alternative evolved form of Shelder? What happens if we both don't know it? <laughs> I definitely don't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna get this. Uh, Maloyster. Clapster. <laughs> yeah, it's Turbin. According to the 2018 leak of the 1997 demo of Gold and Silver, Game Freak had a beta version uh, Pokemon for Shelder called Turbin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're just going to call it a tie. All right. All right. Huh. So I hope some of my questions were fun for you guys before I yeah. watch them. Those were good. Was, was that was a roller coaster for sure. Um, all right. Cool. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. So You could just say that I didn't lose a point and then I win. Everyone, no, no. everyone make sure that they go listen to What Did We Miss, the podcast that I guess is on where we talked about Sam and Max Hit the Road. Uh, it's a real good listen and you'd be supporting a real cool podcast where they talk about some cool things. Uh, check out our website, thegamesharks.com. I'm thinking I'm going to write... I'm thinking the three of us could write opinion pieces on um, The Last of Us Part Two when it comes out. Maybe like a couple paragraphs each and we'll put it together in a single thing and post our... I'm cool with that. You cool with that, Derek? Not like an opinion piece, not a review? Yeah, just like what we think. We don't necessarily need to give it a number. More so just like how it made us feel and what our thoughts on it were. For what? Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two. Okay. We're gonna do that. On the, sorry, I was uh, the EA stuff was. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing interesting there. And while you guys do that, all right about Pokemon. Yeah, there we go. Uh, right. So yeah, check out our our website, thegamesharks.com. We can find those articles and other things that we've written. Check out our Instagram, Game Sharks Podcast, and you can email us with any questions or discussion topics or trivia questions at. Game Sharks Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, all right, gentlemen, are you ready to navigate the post apocalyptic oh world of The Last God. of Us for a second time? 
Four oh. more hours. Four hours. Just I'm, remember to sleep, guys. Oh, I'm going to bed because I'm just waking up and playing it all day. But uh, Derek, are you going to play while working from uh, home? Uh, in quotation marks. I think I am going to play for an hour tonight at midnight. At midnight. Savage. And then, uh, I don't. I don't know if I'll have time actually I, during the day tomorrow. But I will play this weekend. And next week, absolutely all day tomorrow and all day Saturday. Not all day tomorrow because maybe have to work. I'll be sick tomorrow. I don't know. I uh, Saturday uh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, and our main topic will probably just be discussing the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Not spoilers, just kind of general, yeah, general thoughts discussion. and the whatnot. spoiler cast will come later. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Adios. Goodbye.